Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love the Zeta Project podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 138 Crime Waves and Taffy Time with Brian Lynch. Hi, pals. It's uh, it's like week four of Zeta, and we're almost halfway through, which is insane to me. Uh, I'm, I'm Al. I'm Maggie, and there's not a lot of Zeta. Nope. I uh, I just slapped myself in the face when we did the one, two, three clap thing because I was taking a drink. <laughs> ah, I didn't have a free hand. Got that so I'm off to problem. a great start here. My uh, you, hand you hurts guys... from uh, work, and I'm like, I don't want to hit it. Oh. Well, I need to buy you a clapboard, I guess. I guess. Anyway, you have to say who you are, or the listeners won't know. No, well, maybe I like to maintain an air of mystery. Well, I also maybe have Tilo saying who you are uh, at the beginning, so. Maybe, oh, that's right. Okay, well, in that case, I'm Brian. Okay. Uh, so what are your uh, first I'm sorry, I'm oh, oh, Infiltration Unit B. Oh, hmm. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll get you your guest spot, Brian. I know it. <laughs> oh, no, it's Bennett. <laughs> I watch dumbasses every... recording a podcast in here. I watched every episode of the Zeta Project when it was on TV, and I remember nothing about it. I was about to say, what are your first impressions? So you you are familiar yeah. then. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, they're my second impressions I'm having for the first time, or mm-hmm. possibly my first impressions I'm having for the second time. Uh, mm-hmm. Boy, the show's dumb, and I kind of love it. Yeah, it is a I'm, really perfect Saturday morning cartoon. Yep. I'm not, not enjoying myself, but it's, you know, compared to the others, it's like, oh, why, yeah. why are we watching this? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, this is standard Saturday morning. Yeah. This is where it's just like, all right, listen, we got, like, kind of a loose concept, uh, you know. And I'll say that this is a good concept mm-hmm. that they are fundamentally yeah. wasting. Yep. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, also, the, but, either the original concept or the proposed reboot concept, I can't remember which, was actually better, which is uh, Bennett is disguised as an NSA agent and his partner is an actual NSA agent who's helping cover up. And so like solving the cases is what takes them around while he's mm. doing, looking for his creator. And I think that's much better. Oh, that is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, as a concept, it's, it's tighter than road rovers, but not as tight as Batman beyond, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't know road rovers, but I also know you well enough that if I say that, you're going to tell me that for 10 minutes and we have a show to do. <laughs> yeah. You see how the world leaders all have pet dogs, right? Oh, God, so that's what, what Road pet- Rovers is. Fuck. Oh, what if those pet dogs had robot suits? I think it might go a little something like this. See, when you guys say this is a perfect Saturday morning cartoon, you are speaking as uh, people born in the 80s and growing up in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my frame of reference is about 10 years older than that. So this is not a Saturday morning cartoon to me at all. Yeah, just squatting down there with our gushers and our slap bracelets. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, God, even, in, even in the past, I hated gushers. <laughs> they're not good they're not what, you, what are your thoughts on gogurt and uh pizza bagels I uh gogurt's <laughs> nasty pizza bagels rule okay the thing is pop them in the oven for 20 minutes al 20 in order minutes. to put that like microgram of fruit syrup on the inside and not have oh. it leak out you got to make the gummy all tough and mm. it's unpleasant also it turns your head into a banana <laughs> And nobody see, needs that. See, we had bonkers where you would eat them and a giant banana would fall out of the sky and crush you. To death. Oh, that right. Was much and that better. lady would yell at you. Yeah. No, she wouldn't yell at you. She just, uh, I think she was warning you, actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she tried, but it was uh-huh. too late. But then she was killed in a tragic bunch of grapes accident. 
Okay, well, uh, why don't I tell you what happens in Crime Waves, which might be the worst title we've encountered so far. A, a, a terrible title. It's yeah, a real I Jimmy do. Buffett title. Mm. Mm. Okay, are you a big parrot head, are you? Boys in the band ordered Crime Waves. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, here we go. Roe and Zeta are on Malibu Island, which isn't a real place in our world, but it's so close that I had to look it up to confirm that, enjoying a little beach time. And by, the, by that, I mean that Roe is enjoying the beach. Zeta does not understand how it's fun to lie in the dirt and deliberately risk skin cancer for the sake of some briefly aesthetically pleasing discoloration. And once again, I find him extremely relatable. Their pleasant banter is interrupted by some local teens chasing one another around on Imperial speeder bikes, which is particularly impressive when you remember that the local teens in Neo-Gotham are still riding around on bikes with wheels on them like goddamn cave people. And even though they're supposed to be living a quiet life in the margins of society to avoid being noticed and captured by the NSA, both Zeta and Roe can't resist defending someone who's being bullied, which is apparently what's happening here. Although they go, when they go home with the grateful victim, Wade Pennington of the Malibu Island Penningtons, they soon realize that he's also kind of an asshole, specifically to his robots. Hey, don't be mean to robots. Our titular character is an android, which is a type of robot. Have I mentioned how much I do genuinely enjoy that this show does not quibble between these definitions? Because I really do. It really probably pisses the, the exact right kind of person off. <laughs> Also present is Sven, Wade's long-suffering bodyguard. And look, I'm not going to say it isn't funny to watch a snotty rich person abuse his, abuse his much physically larger servant. It does sound like a great premise for a long-running series of radio serials and an acclaimed video game. But it's not funny here. It's just awkward. Even when the servant in question is voiced by Adam Baldwin, who absolutely deserves every ounce of said abuse. Sven inevitably kidnaps Wade for ransom and pins the blame on Roe and Zeta, who smash up half the town looking for Wade. Then there's a showdown on a yacht, because it wouldn't be a DCAU series if there wasn't at least one showdown on a yacht. <laughs> Sven is stopped, the day is saved, and Wade learns a valuable lesson about being nice to robots. And the voice actor's read on his final line to bring this point home comes off as extremely flirtatious, bordering on seductive, and, uh, Wade, buddy, there's such thing as overcorrecting. Do you want to be Terry McGinnis's gross friend Howie? Because this is how you become Terry McGinnis's gross friend Howie. I can absolutely hey, picture why Wade. Why don't you give me a back rub? Oh God! Wade wants to be Howie. Howie doesn't want to be Howie. Ugh. Yeah. Howie loves being Howie. Oh yeah, he's having a great time. <laughs> yeah. I, was anybody else freaked out by the fact that the massage robot had little suction cup fingertips and they boy, did a sound effect every time it touched him? Boy, I sure was. I kind of like that, actually. I was thinking, that's probably a pretty good massage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but no, also, it's just the little, like, pop, 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 pop sounds. That's good that's, sound design. I suppose. I guess I should, as as I as I noted elsewhere uh, that we'll talk about, I, I suppose I should be thankful anytime they try more than the bare amount. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they, like, what you're responding to is, like, mm -hmm. I, I think you think that the suction cups are gross. They just did it effectively. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. All right, you sold me. The Zeta Project's a great show. Yeah, it's oh, good, no, no, actually. no. Nobody said that. <laughs> we'll change your mind, Brian. I know it. <laughs> oh, no, it's Bennett. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's valid criticism. <laughs> I mean, look, it's no Deadly Games, but... Well, what uh, is? Look, I've seen Deadly Games, and mm -hmm. I wish I didn't, okay? Yeah. That's all. Uh, sorry, I just made myself sad realizing we reviewed that with a guy who's no longer with us. I yeah, was, was going to uh, say something hilarious and then like legitimately like, oh, yeah, uh, the um, I, I can bring us back by just talking about the, the way that I, I saw this uh, episode was, uh, of course, that I uh, I walked downstairs to my brother's apartment 
Mm-hmm. Uh, to borrow his Zeta Project DVDs. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Um, was he a big and, fan, or would, did he just was no, he like he, a DC he, completionist? Or? No, he he likes your show specifically. So, oh, there you go. well, I didn't know that. That's nice. someone has to. You got yeah. you got fans among lynches. Uh-huh. Um, lynches love kids love Batman. That, honestly, that's been true of my life for like twenty years now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was great is that um, I went down. And I, I got the DVD and I looked at it and I, I just just I was like, wow! Just looking at the still pictures on the back, you could tell how much cheaper the animation is. Oh yeah. yeah. And then but- with without saying a word, he goes to his shelf and he pulls out the um, uh, Zeta Project season two DVD. <laughs> oh, is it worse? Um, Oh, it's so much worse. Uh, it's uh, wait, hold on. Where's our we, chat window? We I was know. Drop in a picture of it. <laughs> we know to anticipate a dip in the writing because the creator leaves between mm-hmm. seasons one and two. But I didn't mm-hmm. realize that the the look of it. <laughs> the the entire uh, the entire crew left. Like static, uh, static looked better at the end. Yeah, I just so dropped I into the, the obviously the this not going to be great for a visual uh, audio medium. But no, I just but, dropped uh, a picture you know, of the, the you, season you, two DVD. You in could the open window. our classic. I'll just click on this here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh boy, Maggie, if you would. <laughs> That's uh, so it's uh, Zeta's uh, grabbing Row by a back by the backpack as she falls mm-hmm. off the side of a building, and who boy with his go go gadget arm. Yep, with his go go gadget arm. I now, think what they were trying for here was dramatic foreshortening effects, uh-huh. but it mm-hmm. just looks like all of his body parts are randomly different sizes. It, it certainly does, and Ro looks like a cartoon, like a bad cartoon character. <laughs> like her head's weirdly big. I like that your first thing to say was she looks like a cartoon character because in your mind she's not one. No, in her in my mind she's a real person who will be friends with <laughs> right. me. Now I have I have two things to point out about this. One. It this is a drawing, so there's no reason for this. But it looks like they created this the way they did the crawling up the side of the building effect on Batman sixty six. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like this is a flat building that they turned the camera sideways to make it look tall. Well, and it's not just that; it's like they already had a picture of a building with some rocks falling off of it, and then they just yeah. like like put in a transparent version of uh, Zeta and, and Row and called it a day. Uh, but it's and so. It's so skewed that the debris falling from the building doesn't look like it's falling. It looks like it's just resting on the building. Yeah. I also like that uh, Zeta is clearly leaning over so far that holding onto a will cause him to fall off. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, the other thing I wanted to... to I assume uh, the audience has like, looked this up on their phones and just playing along at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The other thing I wanted to point out, though, is that um, Rose Backpack is not named Backpack, and no. therefore the show is better in that regard. That is true. <laughs> I just, and this is the problem of just Zeta in general, but he also looks very bored to be having to catch her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's an issue every time he turns off his face. It's like, well, yep, here we go again, I suppose. Honestly, he had more personality when his head was just a boomerang. mm -hmm. I miss boomerang head Zeta. (laughs) Well, because boomerang head Zeta, like his head would like shrink down every time he turned on his holograms. Yeah, exactly. So you'd be like, oh, I can figure out how he would fit inside these holograms. It, well, it, we'll we'll come to that. Like, they took the time to be like, okay, this is how it will look with the hologram around it. And now it's just like, I am smaller now. Now I am taller. <laughs> well, on, uh, you know, my go-to uh, robot reference, obviously, Transformers, mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. like... <sighs> They the, the cheat was they have uh, mass changing power, which obviously he doesn't have. But some people's sort of headcanon is that they kind of fold all the parts in on themselves and he's very dense. So he's still heavy. Oh, like that, when so, he's a kid. Yeah. All right. He just compresses all his insides to the smaller uh, uh, shape. This baby. Megatron, I can't keep shooting this gun. It weighs 4,000 tons. 
<laughs> Pull my trigger, star scream. Yes. Oh no. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, I'm but- here too. <laughs> Wait, who's that? I was trying to do sound wave. Ah. I was trying to do a vocoder sound with my own voice. <laughs> Look, Brian, if you're an accomplished endeavor. voice actor, I found you an incredibly valuable part of my stable, but uh, you're not a vocoder, my friend. If you can find Hello, a person that sounds me. like a vocoder, we'll hire him. Oh, yeah, of course. I like that in the Transformers movies, Soundwave didn't have the vocoder effect, and so I was sitting there watching, I was like, wait a minute, he's just Dr. Claw. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, occasionally they would mess up and leave the effect off, and he that's thats the voice Frank Welker was doing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're talking about Zeta. Oh, right. Are, are we? Uh, well, we should be. I mean, we better be. I don't know anything about Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> and you do, and you refuse to learn, which is uh-huh. which I respect. I have always respected. Much like the Transformers, Zeta is a robot in disguise. <laughs> that, that's fair. He has, he has a holographic image inducer, which he constantly uses in public without trying to hide it at all. <laughs> He wears a disguise to look like human guys. That's but he's it. not a man. <laughs> no. He's a robot, boo. Mm-hmm. You got me straight tripping, boo. <laughs> Al, I've had you uh, straight tripping for a long time now. Um, I'm actually, I, t- speaking of robots and, and such, I want to go into my bad thing here. Mm, of course. So to to display how nakedly and unapologetically cruel he is to robots wade says watch this and he makes one of his robots go in the swimming pool like he here fetch Mm -hmm. (laughs) just goes in and comes out and starts short-circuiting but there's this then whole hilarious 30 second malfunctioning sequence that's like something out of the jetsons yep (laughs) i expected to hear that like you know what i mean the the henry the robot (laughs) is malfunctioning thing (laughs) I mean, the whole thing, I, you mentioned this in your summary, too, the whole thing about, like, him learning to be nice to the robots, mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense. Like, nope. the security robots on the ship didn't betray him because they were tired of his mistreatment. They betrayed him because Sven had programmed them to not recognize him as their owner. I, right. Honestly, I really <laughs> wanted this episode to be about, like, you think it's about uh, Sven kidnapping this kid, but actually the robots just hate him and want to kill mm-hmm. him. Well, and that actually sort of rolls into my quote because someone suggests that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Zeta says this great thing. I can't believe this. He turned my own bots against me. Bet it wasn't far to turn. Actually, robots aren't big on revenge. That's a human thing. Which I agree with you. The robots should be pissed off. But also I like Zeta pointing out, uh, no, humans suck and they invent new ways to be cruel to one another. And this is one example (laughs) of that. Only humans and certain whales get revenge. Yeah. Well, since we're doing bad things, Brian, what do you got? Uh, well, so here's the thing. And honestly, and this is a, in the second episode, I realized this is a recurring thing. Um, I don't know if it was an attempt to avoid standards and practices or if the animators just couldn't figure out what guns should look like. Mm-hmm. But Sven's weapon is the most I doodled something quick and realized it was due in three minutes thing ever. <laughs> it looks like like a baseball bat, but like one of them big baseball bats that you give to four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Only with an angle at the end, and then it's got little studs around the edge and a bladed handguard. It was a real, like, I'm in fourth grade, and I'm just <laughs> drawing, this is my cool future gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then in the next episode, it turns out that the agents are also carrying, like, weird sticks with, like, a back handle and a top handle. And I'm just like, maybe they just don't know what guns are. I mean, I can absolutely yeah. see them going, like... No, you're not use you're not using real guns. Like you guys got away with it on Batman because I was out back, but mm-hmm. uh, 
You're, that um, is very much what this show is. Mm-hmm. The story of this show is Batman Beyond was supposed to be a kid's show. You're not going to fool us again. Yeah. I'm, so on this show, everybody uses a weird handheld vacuum cleaner. Yep. Instead of I'm watching gun. you, Zeta Project. I got my eye on you. Oh, no, it's Bennett. I mean, <laughs> maybe they were supposed to be like, you know, extreme toys for kids because that absolutely looks like something kids your age would have played with. Mm-hmm. Don't like, be no, silly. this this is, this, this, is, this, this is the never got any Go. merchandise. That's true, uh-huh. but it, th- but they wanted it to. Uh-huh. They did. They well, I, I mentioned that in the next episode, mm-hmm. so I'll save it. But man, they did. Mm-hmm. Did they even I, get like a Happy Meal toy or something? I don't Let's think check. so. I don't, I don't think, think anyone gave a shit about this show. It's a Warner Brothers show, though. Except your brother, apparently. But that's yeah. the thing is that Warner Brothers, like they, they had their they had they had a whole store just to sell their own merchandise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we see what they're doing now. Which, by the way, I meant to mention this at the at the beginning of the show, and I forgot. Um, mm-hmm. HBO Max apparently is removing Justice League and JLU. Jesus, oh, seriously? At the at the end of January. Oh my god! Uh, before we get there. So also the Brave and the Bold, which we're covering on our Patreon episodes. <sighs> so you will not be able to stream. Anything we're covering on this show. Thanks, Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's Hooray. um that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sorry guys. We we do try to cover things that, that you can easily follow along with, but uh, apparently they don't want you to. Hey, Warner the Brothers Zeta can Project. fuck off. Actually. Mm. Well, that's the thing is I, I I mistakenly thought that the Zeta Project would be on HBO. Yeah, why wouldn't I, it yeah, be? Yeah, so did we. More, Ever. more fool me. Like, that was, like, one of the things when uh, they started doing it, like, back when it was, like, fucking DC Infinite or whatever the hell they called it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it'll just have all the DC stuff on it, and you could just watch any of it. Yeah. It's like, no, and, and uh, someone... actually, it's, it's, actually, it's better for us if we don't make product or show you product anymore. Well, it's, like, it's after they had that merger, and there's some stupid, sinister, capitalist bullshit reason for it. Oh, all, yeah. But... Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I do want to point out, though, someone from outside the U.S. Uh, correctly uh, pointed out that we said you should be able to stream this stuff for free. And, and we we misspoke there. Like HBO mm-hmm. Max costs money anyway. And yeah. also this stuff's not available outside the U.S. on other platforms and, and making the assumption that everyone has both the money and the means that mm. people in the U.S. have is, is foolish. And I apologize for that. Mm. But anyway, uh, Maggie, what was your bad thing? Uh uh, the the Warner Brothers Corporation. Yep, yep. Uh, no, um, so there's a bit where uh, uh, Zeta and Ro are fleeing from, I forget who, they're always fleeing from something. Look out, it's Bennett. Yeah, look out, it's Bennett. And mm-hmm. uh, they disguise themselves as a Jamaican guy playing the drums, mm-hmm. who, when they go... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, this is done in the same style as when uh, Zeta disguised himself as a pregnant woman, in that the disguise sort of incorporates both of them. Yeah. There, so there's a bit where they're like, have you seen this robot and his unremarkable blonde assistant who we don't know what she looks like? And he mm-hmm. goes, excuse me for this, Namon, which one mm-hmm. sucks, two mm-hmm. isn't even remotely surprising because when I saw him, I went, that guy's going to go Namon. And because of that, mm-hmm. three sucks even more. Also, Rose hands were the drumming hands on the bongos. Um which, by the way, not a great job on sound design there no, because you can no, barely hear them. No, but and then also oh, Zeta gestures with his thumb, saying like, you know, they went that way or something, mm-hmm. and none of the agents go, "Huh, guy just grew a third hand." I mean, it's no, the that future. was you can get that was installed. some full on that was some full on Hanna Barbera shit there, like the the <laughs> three handed disguise. Like I've seen that joke in a mm. like there should have been a laugh track there. Yeah, 
you know, like a jabber jaw or something, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. They, were li- they were literally just like, ah, well, we're in a cheap cartoon. Yep. Yeah, it, it don't matter. None of this matters. That's uh, huge. You can get your uh, third arm safe on people, Brock's done. I mean, there, there's splicing, so presumably you could just splice yourself with more human DNA. Yeah, I, guess? I want to splice myself with more me so that I can have I want to be 130% off- human. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of are. How's that? <laughs> All right. Not sure what that meant. <laughs> Listen, sometimes I say things. All right. Fair. I know that feeling. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's find some good things to say then. Uh, Brian, what do you got? Uh, here's the thing. I like the thick lines around the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's a cost-saving technique in TV animation that is literally as old as UPA, but mm-hmm. it works really well with the simplified backgrounds, and given how lacking the animation is, I think anything with a little style is worth a compliment, and, when, you know, when the backgrounds are so much less developed than they were on the previous shows in this franchise, mm-hmm. these simplified characters, with their thick outlines around them, they stand out. They, they pop nicely. Yeah. I think it works. It's something something we've called out, and I wanted to say this when you when you mentioned the the weapon is mm-hmm. the production design, like the, the the character design and the and the. I mean, honestly, I I defend the background somewhat, not mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. across the board, but there's been some pretty impressive background, not oh yeah, not Batman well, level for sure. But that's the thing is like like they, they know what style they're working with. They're not just yeah. trying to do a cheap version of what they can do on Batman Beyond with a bigger budget. Right. They're but they're like we, but we're, we have gotten the impression in this way that, and that way and. We yeah. have gotten the impression that this is sort of the suburban or rural version of what we got in Batman Beyond. Like this is mm-hmm. this is the future, but not the cool gleaming city. This is like no, it's out just Gotham sticks. sucks. You know, I like, mean, yeah. just, just just in the two episodes I've watched, it does sort of seem that they kind of frequently forget that they're in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Malibu Island was basically a Saved by the Bell set until the speeder bike showed up. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's a fair point. But there has been some fairly. I don't know. I, innovative is strong, but there's been some inventive uh, future stuff. Like in the last episode, we had like a uh, what was it? A hover? Oh fuck! It was like a, a thing for hauling logs. What do you call that? Oh, like a, like a, hu- a truck, uh, like a hover log hauler. hauler. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought there was a word for that, but yeah, there I, might and be. Like sometimes they they go the extra mile or like uh you'll appreciate this uh there was they were performing in a like a community theater and they had a hologram thing to create different scenery which that feels oh, like technology like that. that would yeah. exist in the future that's pretty cool mm. just like they they seem to have thought out the future maybe they don't have the budget to realize it visually as much as they should but mm. yeah but they're they're making but there's some it. good ideas there they're making it their thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the uh, the cover of uh, the Zeta Project Season 2, and, like, these windows <laughs> are all, have, like, cool, like, futuristic, like, curves to them and stuff. So, you know, there's some thought. Uh, the thought is, let's draw whatever Apple's doing right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. The future. Uh-huh. All the um, way to the year 2000. <laughs> My bad thing. Uh-huh. Oh, I did my bad thing already. Sorry, we're doing good things now. And it's Maggie's <laughs> turn. I apologize. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, so the end of this episode, Wade's new friends, the robots, um, is so fucking cute to me for some reason. He's what do you like, mean? I, it's just the way he, like, we, so we cut back to, like, after everything's finished, and it's just like, we're all reflecting on that crazy adventure we just had. Mm-hmm. And Wade's like, yeah, no, I have the new respect for robots. And, like, a robot brings him some lemonade. He's like, thank you, robot. And mm-hmm. then he looks over, and there's two other robots playing basketball without him. 
mm-hmm. which I assume is just him going, you two play basketball and have fun and I'll watch because that'll be fun for me. And all of it is adorable. He's now, got basketball robots like LeBron James in Space Jam 2. Exactly. I just, uh, the whole thing is Maggie, just, Maggie, sorry. We, yes. we talked earlier about there. We're forbidding certain things on this show. Mm-hmm. You, you're just going to let a Space Jam 2 reference slide? That's that's okay here? I mean, I do hate Space Jam 2, I assume. Uh, yeah, all good people do. Mm-hmm. Come on. I mean, I hate Space Jam, so by extension, I hate the whole Space Jam. Well, once again, mm-hmm. all good people. Yeah, yes. Space Jam is terrible. Good. Okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to. It's a crime against at least the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. I, I like the idea that the uh, the sentient robot, the only sentient robot we know, is mm-hmm. struggling with the concept of fun. But somehow these household, like Roombas, yep. completely get it. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of those things is just like, well, he's smarter than him, than these guys. So like he has to think about why it's fun. They can just be like, yay. Yep. Basketball. <laughs> We oh, have I have existential awareness. To play basketball. This rules. <laughs> there is no rule law on the books. That's true. Mm-hmm. What is my purpose to pass the butter? Oh God! <laughs> they um, they gave them some like very sort of '90s sounding smack talk too, uh-huh. <laughs> which I kind of liked. You bring that shit into my court, mm-hmm. Kobe. <laughs> He's on fire. <laughs> yeah, we we I I believe between the three of us we know absolutely fuck all about basketball. So uh, yeah. I know a lot about NBA Jam though. Yep, there's Bill Clinton. All right, what? Oh yeah, Bill Clinton. You could play as Bill Clinton in NBA Jam. Yeah, Al. See, in the '90s there was a video game mm-hmm. where if you entered the okay, right I... code, you could play as Bill Clinton and Al Gore in basketball. Yeah, yeah. there was a oh, bunch my... actually. Uh, oh my god. Those are just the two I remember. There's a bunch of mascots, too, I believe. Well, because Bill Clinton's code was ARK, mm-hmm. which that's easy to remember because he was the governor of Arkansas. Sure. Right. Um, oh, my yeah. God. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, Will Smith was in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Prince, uh, Prince Charles. Prince Charles. Yeah, they. Mar- I remember because I had a Nintendo Power subscription, and like every month it was like, and here's some new characters we unlocked at NBA Jam. There's a ton of them. But, like, celebrities who have shown some kind of interest in basketball would make sense. If you put Jack Nicholson in there, that's ridiculous, but I kind of get it. He's he's photographed at Laker games all the time. I but just Bill love Clinton. playing basketball. <laughs> Plus, he was a werewolf in that movie, so he could be, like, a basketball-playing teen wolf type. Oh, Al. <laughs> that sounds mm-hmm. like an amazing movie. Uh-huh. It's like it's like the movie Teen Wolf, only with a, with a grown wolf. It's mm-hmm. like adult wolf. It's regular like- wolf. <laughs> One of the basketball players broke their ankle. Jack Nicholson, you're a werewolf. Get up here and cover for him. You got it. I mean, it's only a, it's only a new moon, but I'll do my best. Oh, no, I dropped my chili. <laughs> Dana? <laughs> There's a picture of uh, Jack Nicholson enjoying a basketball game and just spilling chili in a Tupperware all over himself and his neighbor. Wow. Yeah. That kind of flies in the face of his glamorous Hollywood image. <laughs> Just courtside Jack Nicholson. Oh, no. Going to town on this chili. My homemade turkey chili. (laughs) Uh, Al, would it help you if you found out that in NBA Jam Tournament Edition, you could play as the Beastie Boys? Well, they have shown some interest in basketball, so (laughs) that fits what I was saying. Yep. They mention it in songs. There's, there's like, footage of them playing. I'm still just stuck on the... Uh, well, Prince Charles now. Like, yep. what? They don't even know what basketball is, probably. <laughs> Help, I've or, been forced to play basketball. 
Or, it, or like Canadians, they call oh, it peach a basketball, basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they invented it. Uh, the Canadians, they certainly mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. that they did, just yep. like Superman. Yep. Well, a, a Canadian living in New York did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they call it peach basketball. And I hear this fact about once a week. Mm-hmm. Because it's part of their Canadian heritage moment. Yep. A man is kicking in your door right now to tell you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not just her. It's usually her. Sometimes it's you, though. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Or, also you know, occasionally. the Pooh. Occasionally Sabrina or Nate. I know mm-hmm. a lot of Canadians. Yeah. Through You're you guys. welcome. When I was in third grade, we had to do a report on, like, where our family came from. And since Kevin had already done Ireland two years previously, I mm-hmm. wanted to do something different. So I did Canada, mm-hmm. where a grandfather of ours lived for a, a, a great grandfather of ours lived for about five years. Uh, what war so was he go. getting trying to avoid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It was the 1800s. There were a lot. That's well, fair enough. Take a pick. Mm hmm. Uh, okay, so my good thing for this episode. Oh, yeah, this episode. So, yeah, I started rolling my eyes at the extremely obvious fact that Sven was the kidnapper, but then the show told us immediately it wasn't a mystery, and, you know, good job avoiding three or four extremely tedious plot beats. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> who, yeah. who could it be? Oh, <laughs> who's disgruntled enough to, to kidnap this guy? Uh, this is my personal security guard. Every time I get in trouble, he comes running up three minutes later and goes, Oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, I just missed it. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> now, <laughs> Brian, whoever, had... whoever would have guessed that every time I walk away, somebody attacks you. <laughs> I, I had to take a big poo. <laughs> <laughs> now, you had you had some interesting thoughts on... on I, I pointed out that Adam Baldwin voiced him, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. You had some thoughts on that. Oh, well, do you want me to go down to the, uh, hey, yes, that guy? Yes, yeah. please. So here we go. Uh, notoriously unpleasant person, Adam Baldwin, returns to the verse to play Sven, a character who is clearly meant to be a Franz Rainer-style Euro trash. So as you may expect, he just sounds like Adam Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got the impression that Sven was supposed to, you know, Sven, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, he's got like, his name is Sven. He's got the blonde ponytail <laughs> pulled back. Like, yeah. it's clearly supposed to be, you know, Swedish or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I look, I think Adam Baldwin is absolute trash, but he was pretty well cast as uh, Jonah Hex because yeah. that's that's what he can do, sort of growly, vaguely southern sounding. That's it. That's <laughs> this. Like like the guy's like you know, he's <laughs> Listen, say what you want about him, please. Mm-hmm. Uh but he's 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 a decent actor and he's he's a good voice actor. Like he has yeah. the knack. Yeah. It's it's, it's but he doesn't a have a lot of range in this case of well, it's like when there's the the movie version of the TV show Recess, which is quite a good show and quite a good movie. The villain is clearly supposed to look like uh, Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. Like it was like like the the design was Vincent Price. He's um uh, named Philium Benedict, which is a play on William Bennett, uh, the okay. former Secretary of Education. Um, and so there's two things that you could grab on there, but he's voiced by James Woods, who is just doing his normal voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, again, and if you want someone like, who sounds like James Woods, despite his mm-hmm. personal awfulness, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's good at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's it. And, Less good uh, at not being racist, but, you know. No, okay. Exactly. So also a terrible person. So I guess what we're saying here is if you're a bad person, even if you're a good voice actor, you're going to be a lazy one. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. sent you a picture of the character. Now, does that guy look like he should sound like James Woods at all? Probably not. It no, looks like he should not. be uh, uh, capturing Nakatomi Plaza, honestly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You think they asked Rickman and he said no? It's very possible. <laughs> now I'm. Just oh, by the way, that is my. Okay. Oh, my second hey, it's that guy is um, that Wade is played by Chad Lowe, which means Rob said no first. Of course. 
I well no, he would have uh, he would have been uh, on his rebound after the West Wing at this point. So, <laughs> oh yeah, the um, West Wing where he's the main character. <laughs> I pretty close to it. No, that was the, he was supposed to be, and then after they filmed the pilot, which the, in the six months of development they had after that, they were like, "Turns out we really like Martin Sheen." <laughs> well, I, so he's I, the main character now. From from what I heard, the the idea was that you only saw the president very occasionally. Like, it yeah, was that was the original about, concept. Yeah. yeah, the underlings and healing, because originally that's how we were going to do Endeavor. Was that mm-hmm. you only saw the captain occasionally? He was a guy you heard about all the time, but you didn't you didn't really see him very. Yeah, but then he ruled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just like the West Wing is like, mm-hmm. well, shit, we got a great performer. Why would we waste that? Also, <laughs> also oh no, the West also, Wing, the transform, the Transformers of Aaron Sorkin project. <laughs> what? Also, as it turns out, it's surprisingly it. hard to do. Oh, oh, there you go. It's a good show. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I started watching it about a year ago, and I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, it's it was... clearly just fan fiction for politics oh, at the sure. time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you were watching it at the time, it's like, oh, I wish government was this good. Yeah, wow, a president who's likable. <laughs> yeah, people who care about what we're going through. What, mm-hmm. what, what an interesting idea. Uh, My other fun, the other fun thing about it is it's set in an alternate universe and a very consistent one. So every time they dropped a little piece of information about the past, I was like, ooh, another thing I know in mm-hmm. the weird science fiction world building of the West. Well, yeah, one of the, one of the things, not to get too far off topic, mm-hmm. but uh, one of the things is that the election years happen on the alternate years. So like he was well, this elected is... in like 1998, not 2000. So oh, like that throws everything off by two years. Yeah. This is the thing I realized is every time they mention a past president, they're also fictional up until Nixon. Nixon is the oldest ah. real president ever mentioned. So I think what that is, is when Nixon resigned and Agnew also resigned, rather than following the, mm-hmm. the process and just handing it over to Gerald Ford, they had a special election. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that's that's got to be the divergence point. So just like the Watchmen then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Like Nixon is the is the focal point of all alternate universes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that checks Nixon. out actually. And, yeah. and I'm just trying to big... bring it back to Maggie. And he has a big plastic face. Huh? <laughs> well, who uh, doesn't? Aru. Uh all right. Do we have anything else to say about crime waves? I can't imagine how we could. <laughs> I, I forgot that was the name of the episode. Yeah, uh, it's still pretty terrible. Oh, Maggie and I both pointed out that uh, Sven looks a lot like Brock Sampson. Boy, he That's sure does. There. <laughs> yep. Uh, this, gig's not as, this gig's not as good as my last one. Look, look, it's like three years between seasons of Venture Brothers, so, you know, I gotta eat. Guys also, gotta it's eat, right? like no years between season of Venture Brothers now. Well, yeah. Thanks, Warner Brothers. Doing a great right. job! <laughs> Anything else? No. All right, Brian. When I reached out and said, I have you down for these episodes, and I bet I know which one it was, I was right. <laughs> You bet correctly, because it's time for Taffy Time. Tell us, please. I assume in this episode, Zeta meets a sinister Welshman stealing beef from everyone's homes. (laughs) Trust me, that was very funny. But is it true? Probably. Let's find out. (laughs) We open on, I don't know, an African savannah. (laughs) Z and Ro are being chased by Agent Lee and Agent Michael Rosenbaum in a vehicle that can only be described as the cheapest playset in the toy line this show never got. (laughs) Agent Jimmy Olsen is on shit duty because of some things that happened either off-camera or in other episodes. I don't know. I've been busy. <laughs> Zayda and Ro outrun the action figure storage vehicle, which can't handle them if they, to quote Agent Opie, keep moving. <laughs> Seems like a liability. 
They are then rescued by the most mullety rebel you've ever seen. He's like a cartoon of a cool future guy. Which, oh, I guess he technically is. Mm. Um, okay, he's like a character from Project Geeker who Doug Tenable declared 290s and generic even for me. I apologize for making everyone think about Doug Tenable, but I had to look up an interview with him to find out how to pronounce his name. So the real victim here is my YouTube recommendations. <laughs> and us for he- learning what Project Geeker is. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Listen, we could do the whole rest of the episode about it if you want. No. <laughs> Z and Ro follow the cool dude to his sci-fi gingerbread house, where the <laughs> constant harp music, rugby posters, and vast herds of sheep tell them what they suspected all along. This man is Taffy. <laughs> Wait, no, he's Crick, and he's hiding at this candy factory while he bounty hunts Zeta. Ro kicks him, his one weakness, <laughs> and escapes. As Zeta stays behind to save Agent Lee. Crick, you know what? I'm going to keep calling him Taffy. Taffy has noticed what the agents haven't for like a baker's dozen of episodes now and knows Zeta's a good guy. Of course, thinks Agent Lee. That explains the constant saving people and the never murdering anyone. (laughs) Zeta disguises himself as a robot koala bear because this factory has Wonka levels of whimsy. This disguise forces him to physically shrink, which is revealed through Taffy's x-ray monocle and never commented on. Outside, Ro is testing the force field around the factory and realizes that in order to get in, she's got to do a reverse Andy Dufresne and sneak in through the sewers. (laughs) Agent Edgar Jr. finds her, but slips (laughs) on a banana peel and knocks himself out on his own incompetence. (laughs) Inside, Taffy has attached Agent Lee, wearing a big bow like so much Christmas gift car, to what's actually a fairly accurately rendered Taffy stretching machine. Oh, look at that. They do try. Zeta saves her, so Taffy has to implement Plan B, which is literally just Plan A. Start the Taffy Puller. <laughs> Zeta sacrifices the lives of some robots because I guess he didn't see the last episode. <laughs> and despite Agent Andy Hardy coming to and almost fucking everything up, Agent Lee agrees to let them go with a wink. More like purloin of beef, says Zeta, having already forgotten what the episode was about. <laughs> this week on Batman Beyond, Zeta shows up. Isn't that nice? I, on behalf of all red-haired people, must take offense to all the names that you gave to the idiot Agent West. (laughs) But they were also very good. To be fair, I was red-headed children specifically because he is 12 years old. Yeah. He he is a small boy. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, uh, Maggie's partner, Mal, absolutely loves him. Mm Mm-hmm. The um the other day on on Christmas, my girlfriend and I were watching an Andy Hardy movie, and it's really great seeing Mickey Rooney as like the hottest dude in town. Oh my god! god. And they 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 paired him in that one with Judy Garland, and it's literally she's the, she's the only person short enough to be on frame with him. <laughs> well, that's like when you watch an old movie with uh, mm-hmm. Veronica Lake, and they pair her with Alan Ladd. They were like four eleven and five one or something. Like like yeah. basically all the sets are like at ninety percent scale, so it looks like they're mm-hmm. normal size. Mm-hmm. Well, but his other love interest in that one was Lana Turner. Oh, God. And so, like, anytime he's on screen with her, he's, like, coming up to her shoulder. Mm. That's amazing. Uh, so. Taffy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Taffy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just roll right into my good thing here. Oh, please do. Uh, which is uh, Crick, a.k.a. Taffy, uh, is the coolest looking man on the planet. It's a shame about his really? name, though. I hated the look of this character so much. This is our typical, you grew up in the 90s, I grew up in the 80s, and I despise everything for, about the 90s mm-hmm. thing. You know, boy, does he look... I mean, Brian really nailed it. He looks too yeah. extreme for words, you know? Mm-hmm. He, the um, So let's let's just real quick describe. He mm-hmm. has a, a robot arm, of yep, course. Because of course uh, he does. Which, which is rusty, hunter, but only up on the shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, which is a little weird. Um, he's wearing three belts, mm-hmm. all of which are just 
oozing with pouches. Yep. And a cool, cool trench coat. Yep. Um, he's got big, chunky boots mm-hmm. and uh, knee pads. He has a cool trench coat, which is, of course, purple, because yep. we are still in the Batman Beyond universe and mm-hmm. everything is purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got a, uh, a monocle uh, that uh, helps him see through holograms. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, gave us confirmation that when Zeta disguises himself as someone shorter, he shrinks. He's just a mm-hmm. shorter robot. He's just a wee tiny little Zeta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, and both of his eyes are green, yep. even the one that's not wearing no, the entire The entirety of his eyes are green, to yes. be clear. Not like green eyes in the way you would describe someone as having green eyes. The mm-hmm. whites of his eyes are also green. <laughs> Although, actually, looking at this, the next time he shows up, he's going to have a full-blown robot eye, but then also a normal eye. The next time he shows up. Yeah. The recurring villains on the show are the worst. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Rob Liefeld looked at this guy and went, I think this guy's a little too over-designed. Yeah. And, of course, he does have bright red hair because, of course, he is Welsh. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course. (laughs) You know, like me. I'm very (laughs) Welsh. Yeah. Welshest guy I know. Mm Mm-hmm. I might be. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I I did not care for Crick. I, I, but. The second he showed up, I'm like, Al's going to hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got, he's got a cool voice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's me, Crick. Well, and you you had a, a thought about that, like like who? who oh, played, of course, yeah. We'll look, go right down to hey. I was it's about that to say again. you looked this up, but no, you probably knew this. Mm-hmm. I always just jump on these hey, it's that guys because I love it. It's my of favorite. Of course. So, uh, Taffy is played by noted character actor Keith Sarabashka, who previously appeared okay, on this show. Okay, I'm sorry. Real quick, I'm way yeah. more impressed that you could pronounce Sarabashka oh. than than <laughs> yeah. you could uh, uh, Ten Panel or whatever the fuck. <laughs> sorry, could please <laughs> yep. continue. I didn't have to look that one up either. Oh, nice. uh, who previously appeared on the show's previous form as Vedic Brainwasher on Star Trek Voyager and the Hunter Dad on the Night Planet on Star Trek Enterprise and on this show's current form as a Cobra Assassin, in which episode I already complained that he wasn't Harvey Bullock in The Dark Knight, so I won't repeat that again, but he really should have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to Just, take issue with the fact yeah. that this that this is a different show. This is not the same show as that show. Well, show. well that's why I said previous form, but... <laughs> It evolved like it's an exactly the same project. show. <laughs> I was being facetious. This is exactly every, yep. everyone like who doesn't like Star Trek is either just waiting for us to go back mm-hmm. or suffering through this or well, doesn't like I, Batman rather. When I when I wrote that, I was uh, I was I, I literally did write had previously appeared on this show, and then I was like, eh, you know what? It's a different feed. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just to uh, review for anybody that happens to miss that one, he's the guy that beats up the Joker in the Dark Knight, uh, and then the Joker takes him hostage yeah. mm. uh, to get out. And it would have cost them nothing to name that character Harvey Bullock, well, because he clearly was. Also, his partner's clearly Montoya. No, no, that's the other guy that could have been Harvey Bullock, oh, Wurtz and Ramirez. Right. No, listen, I forget if I talked about this on the last one, so I'm going to be short. Every single Batman movie has a character that could be Harvey Bullock, but isn't, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, there's they... Eckhart in the, uh, ba- the yeah. Burton movie. Yeah, there's Eckhart, and that's back when Burton, when uh, when Bullock was full blown corrupt. So, yeah, like, mm-hmm. they easily could have done that. There's um the two guys. Uh, it's um uh, uh what is it? It's 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 Shea Wiggum and the other guy um who are always following the Joker around in Joker. Either of them could have been Bullock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh when they redesigned Flash. For Batman Begins, they turned him into Bullock. Mm-hmm. They clearly want to have him in their movies, and they just don't for some maybe, reason. Maybe maybe WB just threw it away, like they throw mm-hmm. things away. Yeah. Yep. Why would Almost we use a anyway. character? Well, like, what's the point of having this when we could have nothing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 
per the DCAU wiki, this is actually like occasionally they give me good little nuggets, and this is one of them. This is this story was impressive for uh, considering how often they have facts about Zeta. Oh, they got nothing. Yeah, <laughs> they will point out like the, even the animation mistakes are half-hearted because I I know there's way more than the two or three bullet points mm-hmm. there. Uh, but uh, they say this story was a reaction by the writing staff to network requests for more kid-friendly settings. They would place the episode in a candy factory, but while doing so, have someone threaten to kill Agent Lee in a gruesome way. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the uh, uh, end of quote. Uh, yep. Because while this series is in many ways nowhere near as good as its sister shows, the attitude behind the scenes remains as fucking hardcore as it ever was. <laughs> oh yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I love it it's, because again, this was the reaction to Batman Beyond was supposed to be our kids' show. Make this mm-hmm. one better. Okay, all right. You sure. got it, Talkie buddy. Factory. Yeah. Look, it'll be whimsical. There'll be little co- robot koalas. It'll be adorable. Also, Agent Lee will be tied and gagged the whole time, which really just goes to my bad thing. I mean, it also kind of goes to mine, so mm-hmm. we'll just jump right from yours to mine. Well, I, I, since mine were connected, I was going to just do these now because I know yours oh, no, are no, also no, connected. Oh, no, no, that's the same same thing. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, was, I was pleased to see we were finally getting an episode about Agent Lee because we followed mm-hmm. West and we don't need to know anything about west he's an idiot end of story uh-huh. but you know I, like this is the competent one what's she about well what she's about is getting tied up and that is it she she kicked the guy in the head for a minute and then remained tied up so yeah yep Ugh, terrible no they they Not damsel her I, like i was really excited for like oh boy let's yeah. find out something about agent lee this character's been around I said and we this know nothing about week. her yeah yeah like we need an episode to focus on her so we understand what her deal is it's like oh cool she's going off on her own we're gonna get some like agent no we don't no they damsel her almost immediately no and it would make more sense for west to be tied up the whole time because he's an (laughs) idiot but but lee's more competent than that west ends the episode handcuffed to a sewer grate dangling from a bridge it's not even the first time yeah maggie pointed out in her notes like lee just saying how many times do i find you dangling from something Because it's a lot. Mm-hmm. No, my my favorite West moment was from a few weeks ago, where uh, they uh, they're they're wearing jetpacks or jetpacks, no I, bazookas, bazookas, yeah, strapped to their backs like uh, backpacks, not named backpack, <laughs> and um and they're hanging from like uh, 30, 40 feet up, and he's like, oh, I'll just take my bazooka off and and I can get down, and he he would clearly plummet to his death. Yep. And it was just like a, it was a very Homer Simpson or like like a, a Philip J. Fry, just mm-hmm. like, hmm, I'll just take this off and problem solved. I did it. Oh, no. Yeah. It was very good. <laughs> Help, police. <laughs> Help, fish police. <laughs> uh, but Brian, you have a good sort of one-two punch with your good and bad things, so please. Yeah, well, speaking of the hostage thing, I was mm-hmm. uh, actually very pleased that they had something that mostly resembled a real taffy puller, um, mm-hmm. albeit with a conveyor belt for easy hostage taking. Well, it's but, the um, future. You know, as a guy who watches a lot of, like, old-timey candy-making videos. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. It's a very we relaxing We time. all know someone like that. Well, we, yeah, all, we all know Brian. Brian. Yeah. Given, yeah. Given, given the amount of them that get suggested to me, clearly somebody else is watching them. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so, so seeing Taffy get pulled is like, and I was like, I was like oh, but that's actually you know, fairly, with, with the addition of a conveyor belt for a hostage to lie on, mm-hmm. that's a pretty accurate Taffy puller. Well, and that's um, like, uh, that's like old timey cartoons. Like it, it, I had a real sort of Looney Tunes or like uh, mm-hmm. a Popeye cartoon where Sweet Pea like crawls off into the factory, like, like, you know, chaos in the factory where you've got to get the, the person out of there. Yep. Like, yeah, they were clearly going for that. And you have to have a conveyor belt for that. Of course. Yeah. 
But also, like, it would have been so easy for them to just design some crazy science fiction thing to put her on. That's what everything True. else in the factory mm-hmm. was. Yeah, that's fine. And so I was, and I was like, yeah, you know what? They, they did it. Um, yep. Here's my bad thing. Turns out if you Google image search taffy pullers to uh, mm. check on that, what they're exactly shaped like, uh, you can't get past the third row without finding fetish art, which really makes the rest of the episode uncomfortable as you're sitting there looking at a woman tied to a taffy puller. Well, mm-hmm. Brian, I got to tell you, like, this is your own fault for searching for uh, uh, images on uh, DeviantArt. <laughs> Not since on my own show when Nate and I uh, Google image searched Arthur Christmas fan art. Oh, boy. <laughs> and wound up having to do a whole bonus episode about how much everybody wants to have sex with Arthur Christmas's brother. Now, I don't know if you number your episodes, but please tell me it was episode 34. <laughs> uh, no, sadly, no. <laughs> I um I mean my first thought with taffy pulling Wait, is was not... it hold on that was Nate that was Nate's first episode it might have been my my first thought with taffy pulling is not a woman tied up it's just someone pulling his taffy you know like Ew. I'm surprised that's what mm-hmm. you got <laughs> but then then I start thinking of the 90s and clay fighter and like maybe maybe it's taffy maybe clay. it's the fighter the clay, clay fighter, fighter. Taffy. Clay, clay oh yeah fighter. there you go. yeah um yeah no the um listen apparently just people like to Draw people getting stretched out on taffy pullers. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's maybe maybe they get tired of the medieval rack and they want to mix it up a little bit. No, the people on these things, as far as I can tell, turn into taffy, so it's not like torture. Mm. They just get all scrambled up. Listen, that's oh, not so even it's like close to the weirdest thing I've seen online. <laughs> oh, oh so no, it's like uh, it's like Plastic Man, Mister Fantastic, like uh, yeah, like thing. Uh yeah, sure. Um, ink, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Want to stick in the Batman Beyond universe? Sure. She's more liquid, though. Mm-hmm. That's his own kind of hot. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, well, uh, Maggie, what was uh, your bad thing? Which actually uh, bringing us back to uh, Crick. Oh, yeah. Um, so Crick also, dumbest man alive. Mm-hmm. Who do you, who, well, after West. Well, yes. Who, who, who do you think you're giving the robot that you're trying to kidnap to Crick? The, the, the government. They tend to frown on you murdering their agents like probably not as much as i personally would but you know well why 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 risk it lee (laughs) actually calls him out on that and Mm -hmm. he says oh i'll just blame it on zeta it's still you're you're overcomplicating i agree the plan here I mean, they, honestly, it's kind of the same problem Sven ran into in the last one, where he's like, oh, well, they'll surely believe that you were the killers once they find your bodies. And I'm like, well, how are you planning on getting a ransom, then, mm-hmm. if you're killing everybody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, you're, you're overthinking it, obviously. Yeah. What, what, what are you Think, doing? Think, McFly. <laughs> <laughs> now, the factory that they're in is supposed to be abandoned, but mm-hmm. they're still completely working machinery and large deposits of actual candy and like the 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 koala robots are still functional for the most part yeah. like but they also say at one point the factory moved to canada is that a <laughs> euphemism of some kind i i wish you could meet my factory that lives in canada <laughs> no they had uh, they 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 couldn't keep the koala branding when they moved to canada they mm-hmm. had to make it beavers for canadian content rules mm-hmm. that True. makes sense Oh, maybe it's they also, were in Australia at the beginning. It's also why the koala song's written by Rush. Oh, that reminds me. I did. I forgot to put the time code in, but my quote is the koala song. So, God, oh, well, good. Uh, we'll just play that here. And have some candy, eat some sweet koala candies, can't be beat. Licorice, caramel, lollipops, jelly beans, chocolate bars, lemon drops, cream. 
That was that was that was a fun thing to hear three four times. Oh yeah, it wasn't as bad as Whalers on the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, what could be? Mm-hmm. Hi, Gaff. Uh, I, I don't see you with a fun engineering degree. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, what else? Indeed. Oh, Brian, you you pointed out the gingerbread house thing. Like I did, I did kind of like <laughs> oh. that. Right, I I did, but I forgot to actually say exactly why I was saying it. Is literally that the the candy factory has a gingerbread house in front of it. But here's the thing that makes that particularly weird. They never go into the gingerbread house. Yeah, right? They yeah. just go into the main body of the factory. There's just a gingerbread house in front of it for unrelated reasons. I, yep. like, I got to assume it's just like, this is the entry to the factory. Yeah, it's probably for tours, I would guess. It's probably like, like a tourist thing. It's like how you got to walk between Godzilla's legs to get into the Toho factory. Mm-hmm. The Toho you know. factory? Mm-hmm. Where they make Godzillas. Where, Where they, they make, make Toho. T- yeah. Now, do they make cameras there? Taffy. I'm never sure. I, again, I and I'm sure that in the real world uh, of the Zeta Project, <laughs> that, uh-huh. that is a perfectly valid reason for it. Sure. I just think it's a strange thing to put into your cartoon show and not mm-hmm. ha- have it feature at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I it did, it did lead to a pretty cute exchange between Ro and Zeta, where she's mm-hmm. like, come on, Hansel. And he goes, Hansel? Which I hope was a Bugs Bunny reference. Yep. <laughs> Hansel's so hot right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I said was... I hope it was a Bugs Bunny reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any Bugs Bunny references. I know. Everyone's the, so uh... gay. <laughs> <laughs> Though the other strange thing about that is, like, when it comes to, like, Zeta not rec- recognizing human stuff, it's like, mm. I mean, I get it, but also, like, I feel like Hansel and Gretel should be somewhere in his memory banks. <laughs> He's got a real season one data. Yeah, like, doesn't understand a thing when it's funny, and it's it's very irritating. Well, I mean, <laughs> on the plus side, if it was data, he'd be like, "Ah, yes, Hansel from the uh, yeah. Grim Fairy Tale." Here's twenty minutes about it. Yeah, and here's <laughs> seven synonyms for that. Yeah, now go Ugh. prove that I'm a real person. Mm-hmm. I will say, Zeta can actually pull off looking like a Terminator style badass, slowly walking away from a disaster caused by robot koalas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was a shot where. Like something's falling apart behind him, and the koala, like he he programmed the koala to walk on a, a, a like a, a beam that wasn't supported properly, so it all collapsed. And mm-hmm. he does look very cool while the koala is just sort of flailing its limbs in the background, and it's very it's a very good juxtaposition of him looking cool and it looking fucking ridiculous. <laughs> let's see, let's see Zeta manage that, or sorry, mm-hmm. let's see Data manage that. Damn it, yeah. I messed up. Ah, yes, the Data Project. <laughs> Stupid mm-hmm. rhyming named robots. I mean, there's a lot of Questor tapes in this, so mm-hmm. there is there is a connection there. Or as Tasha Yar called him, Infiltration Unit D. Oh, very good. That works on a couple of levels. <laughs> it works with multiple techniques. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this is how you can tell this isn't a Batman series, though. There's an accident in a candy factory and someone didn't turn into more of a supervillain. Like a candy guy. <laughs> yeah, like if, if when, when uh, what's-his-name comes back, he actually did call him, start calling himself Taffy and mm-hmm. his mean, robot arm was a candy cane. Yep. Like that would he be so much He did fall better. into a vat. That's like the origin story yeah, yeah. of like 90% of Batman villains. I know. Uh, I can tell you this, when he comes back, he's going to be Richard Mall. so. Well, that's better, better than, you know, yeah. No, it plays the theme from Night Court by which <laughs> Starring, starring Richard Mall. 
Do 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 do. Zeta oh. project. I have a I have a note here about the sound design, which is I like that no matter how futuristic cars get, they always sound like circa nineteen fifteen jalopies when they break down. Yep. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be funny, mm-hmm. but come on. Well, they also we've also uh, seen them uh, screech their tires on dirt and also with no tires. Yeah, I don't. I, this is like Eternia. There's no wheels in this world. Yeah. Why everything hovers? Why is there mm-hmm. any squealing whatsoever? I mean, they had to put that in because people were complaining. Yeah, hey, listen, Agent West had to save up another $12 to make the down payment on that flying vehicle. That's another Andy Hardy joke for you guys. All right. I wrote his name on the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then someone wrote East on the other side, and he got really confused. <laughs> I turned my so, car into a compass. <laughs> so, Brian, I don't I don't know if you know this. Uh, we we uh, learned this a couple episodes ago, but um, there was a fan theory that uh, West is related to the Flash, like Wally West. And oh, yeah. He's voiced by the same guy. He's got red hair. His name is West. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm if, actually very surprised I didn't think about that. And the show, uh, like the show creators, were actually going to implement that into the show if it had gotten another season. They actually, which I love. I love that level of fan engagement where they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You guys are just going to write our show for us? Oh, hell right. yeah. We didn't have to pay you guys. And they got and the some Dumb of the Warner writers. Brothers like, loves that shit. They got some of the good writers from the other series on this. Like I know Alan Burnett's involved with mm-hmm. this a lot, and he's uh, mm-hmm. you know he wrote some good Batman stuff. Yeah, I see a couple other names that I recognize too. So. He's back on the. Uh, I think he's back on the comic now. Hmm. Oh, nice. With uh, Paul well, they Dini. decided Jason Todd existed for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weird, but all right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Any more about Taffy time? I mean, we could talk about how uh, Zeta jumped on Taffy's Sunday hat and poked it with a pin. <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right, that's all, all of my all of that's my Taffy like jokes have been all of my Taffy jokes have been about this relatively obscure nursery rhyme, which is probably racist against Welsh people. <laughs> wow. So. Taffy was a Welshman. Taffy was a thief. Taffy broke into my house and stole leg of beef. <laughs> I went to ta- I went to Taffy's house and Taffy wasn't in, so I jumped on his Sunday hat and poked it with a pin. Mm. Anyway, Taffy goes on stealing meat from the narrator and <laughs> is subject to all Good for manner you, of reprisals. <laughs> Good for you, Taffy, hero of the people. Why, I don't understand why this isn't more popular, honestly. Mm. Well, it was a running gag on my show whenever we did a Babes in Toyland episode that we would pick some random background character to be Taffy. Oh, I remember. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> random background characters. Who focuses on those? <laughs> what a ridiculous oh, thing to do. Only weirdos. Yeah. Perverts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> you go look at a Taffy puller, you pervert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just go Google it. Go on. Uh-huh. Have a great time. I, oh, uh, I had one more thought, which is Ro just sort of eating fistfuls of, of candy goo she finds around. Like, mm-hmm. even after she swims through the sewers with rats. Yep. Like, that candy's full of rat droppings, rat urine, rat dander. Like, mm-hmm. d- don't do not do that. She comes out of the sewer with chocolate all over her hair, and it's just like... Uh-huh. Nah, chocolate nah. if she's lucky. Nothing tastes better <laughs> than hair chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh, this brown stuff in the sewer is definitely chocolate. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, she was going to go and smash up the display, but then she tasted some of the chocolate, and then she realized that, you know, the love that was missing in her life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then she fell asleep, and then the priest came to take care of her. I watched Chocolate last night. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, dear. What I'm getting at is Rose should be played by Alfred Molina. 
Mm, all right. I mean, everyone should be played by Alfred Molina. Really. Look, I love Alfred Molina, but don't you touch Ro. Okay. <laughs> she can be the uh, Alfred Molina can be the Zeta Project. There you go. Or Crick. I do not wish to kill anymore, and I have a dad bod. <laughs> Look, I was a huge fan of dad bod Doc Ock. Don't get me wrong. Sure. That's not sh- that's not shaming. It's no, just, dad bod yeah. Doc Ock rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how sexy everyone found him is what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait, no, the opposite. That was a, that was a no. yes. I was, I was waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, Brian, you got a plug for us? Uh, yes, uh, please do go and listen to my other shows. There is uh, New and a Bit Alarming, where we cover uh, miscellaneous uh, remakes and retellings, and we are currently in the middle of a lengthy examination of the 1993 Super Mario Brothers film, one of the <laughs> most curious cases of adaptation ever. Delightful. Uh, the first live-action video game movie, and the last one for quite some time. <laughs> uh, and so there's that, uh... Actually, uh, Maggie's going to be on an upcoming episode where we discuss some um, uh, another proposed Mario Brothers movie, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about. Uh, and then over on uh, Tinseltown, the holiday movie podcast, we are covering all manner of uh, holiday movies uh, as we do. Uh, we actually have a very exciting one coming up uh, because we're covering the New Year's Eve movie. That's right, Gary Marshall's New Year's Eve. Ooh, a movie. A movie. With two dozen A-list celebrities and zero things for them to do. (laughs) It's very exciting. Uh, So yes, that's that. Uh, Available wherever fine podcasts are sold. Mm -hmm. Speaking of holidays, for those of you who missed it, we did do our annual crossover with the Gavs. Uh, We're calling it Dead Podcast Crossover. This year, Maggie made us watch Alf's special Christmas, and I still kind of hate her for Mm -hmm. it. One of the worst things we've ever done. But it was Uh, a special Christmas. Yeah, it's not Christmas special, you see. It's a it's play on words. It's his special Christmas. Mm-hmm. Boy, is it bad. And also, we had to put a content warning on it. No kidding. Yeah, never oh, had to fun. do that before. It goes to some real dark places. Yeah. Yes. When, uh, have you when seen my this sister thing, Brian? I, it sucks. I, I have not. The only Alpha episode I'm aware of lately is the one where he dates a blind person. Wait, you what? haven't seen? You dare call yourself the mayor of Christmas, and you haven't seen Elf Special Christmas? Uh, listen, I do theatrical releases. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Um, the uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not familiar with. I just Elf is something I was never super aware of, so I'm always baffled at how bizarrely popular it was that there was like three Elf TV shows on simultaneously. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I was a kid when it came out, and I was definitely the target audience. It's like mm-hmm. the Muppets aren't doing stuff on TV anymore. Here's something with a puppet. That's good enough. Yeah. You guys like those, right? Yeah. And he's back in pog form. Uh, I mean, that's the wonderful artwork Vichelle did was uh, me and Maggie <laughs> and the Gavs on pogs. That's so good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was excellent. Uh, but that is available on the Post-Atomic Horror uh, feed, or if you go to postatomichorror.com, that's we're using that for at the moment, mm-hmm. so you can still get those. Uh, the website for this show, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Uh, next time, we will be doing Rose Reunion, which I assume is more about Rose family and such. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe we'll get another appearance by Tiffy. Got I assume she goes back to uh, college or something. Or maybe Tiffy will meet Taffy. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Oh. Wait, I was just about to say, is there also a Tiffy? Yeah. There is a Tiffy. There's a Tiffy. Uh, uh, there's a Taffy. 
Yeah. Oh, I just oh. found out. I just found out Crick's first name on the wiki, but I'll I'll let that be a surprise for you. Tiffy a Taffy and a wiki. Yep. There's uh, uh Jerry's nephew Tuffy. Uh-huh. Oh, there's Tiffy. Uh-huh. And then uh, oh, and the, then of course you can also um Taffy's British counterpart Toffee. Of course. <laughs> Uh, and the other episode is Kid Genius, which I assume is the return of Maggie's other favorite character, whatever the fuck his name was, Little Bucky. Jimmy. Bucky, thank you. Fucking Bucky. Tiffy Taffy and Bucky. There we go. Oh, God. I got I to I start watching the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that is all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala, Taffy. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 